Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances. But most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, We are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, bonjour. In Spain, hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, athen wasalan. In Ghana, akwaba. In Nigeria, peleo. In South Africa, saubona. In Senegal, nangadeth. In Kenya, jambo. In Israel, shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. You're not live. Okay. <clears throat> so how do I go live, honey? How do I go live? How do I go live? Sharam. Okay. <clears throat> Very good. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Mama Joy here today. We're just so delighted to have each and every one of you. You know, I tell you in this life, no matter what you do, you're always going to have some challenge. And I think it's time for to grow up and just be able to go with the flow. So we're excited today in walking your authority here on the Female Solution. And um, I'm hoping that you can hear me uh, as we are moving forward here today. Um, I have a wonderful guest today. Um, this is uh, Brother Ali Mohab, who was born in Tunisia. You know, one of the amazing things about this day that, um, oh, I see. Oh, I wasn't going live yet. Hello. All righty. So here we are today welcoming you, each and every one of you. And for those of you who are here, you can call in if you want to uh, be a part. Uh, the conversation, and that is um, 525-605-9325. 
at 515. You see scrolling around the um, screen at the bottom here. And uh, just uh, call that number in. If you want to talk, it's 727 um, 731-5192. Walk in your authority this Saturday evening with Mama Joy and Brother Ali Mahal. And so before we get started, I just want to just have a just a friendly talk and conversation, not conversation, but then if you can call in, how many of you know what it means to walk into your authority? They have all kinds of different ideas about it. Um, but one of the things about it, we, it's important for us to know who we are and know the time of this life that we're living in. You know, I don't know. I thought I was live. Okay, well, then, did it then? Oh. Wow. So I've been talking to myself. <laughs> This is the first time I've done this live stream myself, and I press go, <clears throat> go live. And Hello, that's the way it goes sometimes. Well, hi. Good afternoon again. We're in Chicago at 12 o'clock. Mama Joy is here welcoming you, each and every one of you, for being here on this journey in our time, okay? I have an awesome program that I'm really excited about. Our guest, Brother Ali Mahjob, and I am wonderful, wonderful. Thank you, sir. CEO. She says that my audience can hear everything that I'm saying, so I'm very happy. So those of you on Block Talk Radio, I know you're there, so hey, I'm grateful for you over there. But for those of us on live stream, we were not, we were not on. So now we are together. Isn't that amazing? It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, um, in, in life, I'm beginning to learn, you know, that there are challenges, there are challenges that we have. And walking walk in the authority is, is part of knowing who you are and knowing that daily, every day you're learning something about yourself that you didn't know the day before. Are you enlightened about something that you didn't have the day before or even in the morning? How about that? It's amazing how life can teach you as we travel along. Life is not a destination. It's not a destination that you're just going to get to a train stop and that's the end of it. No. Life moves on. And as long as you're breathing, you're going to be moving in that stream of that breath of that time in your life. Life is motion, always moving. And so our guest today, uh, Brother Mohab, he's Tunisian, and I am working very hard on that. And he's going to say his name several times when he come in. But this gentleman has traveled around the world. And one of the things that fascinate me about his journey is that he's guided by dreams. You know, when I was a child, you know, dreams meant a lot of different things. And sometimes we have these nightmares, right? Well, I'm here to say that dreams are very important. And being spiritual beings as we are, the most holy, or however way you reference God, is and a mother tongue of Arabic. It could be Allah, and if it was in Hispanic, it would be Dios. Just like our CEO, Naima, when she calls in, you notice how she speaks all the different languages. Tell you, God, good day. 
good morning, you know, and welcome. Because every mother's tongue is different, but every mother's heart is the same. And walking in that same heart language of love is something that we appeal to as a solution to a lot of the issues that we're having in life. Female solution is about love, about that mother's heart, and about walking in that authority when you know who you are and that you have solutions. So our guest today, uh, originally in uh, FACTS, Tunisia, and he experienced a life that I really didn't come to know until he started showing pictures, had pictures in his book. And it was like walking back in time to where two, 3,000 years ago. But that's impossible for him to come from that time, right? Because he's here with us today. Let me go to show you some pictures and show you some experiences that Brother Ali has been birthed in and come from, from Tunisia to America, to share with us. And how did he get here? Through dreams. Again, for those of you who are watching us on Facebook or YouTube, you can also call in at 515-605-9325 or 727-731-5192 to the numbers on the screen if you want to have uh, interaction with us. You know, I want to say Happy Black History Month, too, which is a sacred month to me as, and to many of us here in America because of our ancestors and the situations and challenges that we had in our lives. We could see that even though they were slaves or captives 100 years, 160 years ago, really, that common, we have come as descendants, we're looking pretty good compared to the way they did. And yet at the same time, we don't take for granted. I ask not to take for granted what all they went through and the prayers that they prayed so that God had an opportunity to respond to us in a way that we live in, in a life that they could not even dream of. So in saying that on our journey of uh, Martin Luther King who many are starting to see him as a prophet many of them are beginning many people in America are beginning to see that we are in a very special time as we become more aware of our spirituality we can see our walk and our life Yes, 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 yes. It's a grand rabbit, grand rabbit tapestry. Thank you, thank you for your comment. Thank you for your comment. We are here as an example of the constant movement of life. It's not a destination, but life moves forward, and we get better each time. Right? Our community it grows better. And now we are in a place where it just seems like everything is falling apart. But, hey, hold there. It's not. Things are going on, and certainly it's ugly. But I believe that we're starting to get closer together and more sensitive to each other when we actually start viewing what we're doing to each other and understand that 
we make the decisions to either allow this kind of thing to continue going on or to bring an end to it. In the civil rights movement, we were able to bring more justice to it. Now women are starting to take a rise. You know, I've had an opportunity to share with you some of our my experiences here as a woman as we reflect back in black history, because I've been a colored woman, well, a colored girl. I was born as colored and Negro and black and Afro-American, African-American. And all of these phases, believe it or not, brought in a totally different mindset, language, attitude, because of the labels. And we agreed to take them, and we start answering to them. You say, well, I didn't know that. But when you answer to them, you are in agreement with it. And when you agree to it, then you become whatever that is in your own sight. So we're here in black history, and now we're taking an attitude of the sacredness, looking at Prophet uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, as he himself stated that he is was on the same track as Paul of Taurus was. And then when Paul answered to the call of the Macedonians for help, he looked at himself as being one who answered the call. He chose to answer the call of Birmingham when they asked for help. And he said, and I am carrying them the gospel of freedom. So how about that? Have you heard that? Read that Birmingham jail letter. He had it down there. He sure did. But some way or another, we miss it. We miss it. But he was a prophet walking in his own light, walking in his own authority, that God had blessed him to do so. And you're going to meet someone who's walking in the light. In fact, all of us, you know what came to me? Even this female solution came as a dream, came as an idea, came as an image. So Naima said, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'd rather be part of the solution than part of the problem. And so that's why I'm here. And so many of us have been blessed to come here. And so we'll pay tribute and honor to her, too, as one along this journey of this black history, right? Whoa. Thank you, Sister Naima. <laughs> because we're all here to bring positive and changes in this life. And with so many of us rising and so many women coming now into ownership of their own, we just had Gia, uh, Gina Stewart, who spoke at a convention, National Baptist Convention, <clears throat> Uh, it had not had a woman in 129 years, and she spoke. And before I could even get to hear her a couple of days, I said, I can go back to YouTube. It disappeared. Would you believe it? It disappeared. Her speech as a woman, a woman had never spoken before the, this convention in our 129 years. It's disappeared. So we have to understand that life is not a destination, it's a journey. 
And when the spirit is moving to bring about change, there's nothing you can stop it. The book chosen by author Ali Mahog is one that subtitles A Chosen Generation for a Chosen New Messianic Era. And I've cited some individuals that I feel, my opinion, who were part of that messianic journey here. And without further delay, I'm going to introduce to you this gentleman who is a neighbor. And I will introduce him in this fashion because in his book, he starts off with a quote of Amos from the prophet Amos, from Amos 7, 14, 15. I'm going to bring you on the screen so they can see you. <laughs> yes, I can. I said, I'm a And he starts off with this Amos 7, 14, 15. It says, I'm no prophet, nor a prophet's son. But I'm a herdsman and a dresser of the sycamore trees. And the Lord took me from following the flock. And then the Lord said to me, go prophecy to my people of Israel. You know what? I've read this several times, preparing for you. But this morning, it, it, it was comical. And I said, God's got some humor. Because I started imagining this conversation which has been watered down, I imagine, say, well, we're, gonna, we're not going to tell the whole story. Because it sounds like another Jacob. I'm not going to wrestle you until you bless me. <laughs> you don't have the whole conversation. But he was saying that, I, you said, he was saying this, I am not. And how many times have we, when someone says something about him, and we go, I'm not that, I'm not that. You keep arguing about what you're not and never state who and what you are. And so I know for a long time in my life, oh, my brother, finding myself what I was not. <laughs> so as long as I stay in that argument of what I am not, then I will never be able to state who I am and what I am. But he did say this. He said, I'm a herdsman. So he identified himself as what he does. And he says, I'm a dresser of the sycamore tree, you know. Not quite sure what all that means, but, I, I, you know, and then he says, and then the Lord took me from following the flock. And I guess he took him from dressing the sycamore trees too, right? <laughs> but the thing about it is, it didn't matter what he said, he was not. God just said, look, go prophesy to my people. God chose him. But more importantly, he decided to choose God and choose the call. And and take whatever experience he has as a herdman and the dresser of the sycamore trees or whatever else he has. But tending to the flock was is not an easy job. It's a one of heart too. It's a job of heart protection and care for because the sheep the sheep, they supply so much meat, clothing. And I just want you to come on along right now and share your walk in your divine authority on this planet from Fax Tunisia 
to right here where we are now. Thank you, Reverend Mother Joy. Uh, you look great. You look fantastic. Thank you. I wish I got the color in my room here. Yeah. <laughs> I have a plain room. <laughs> I, I, need, I need you to help me create uh, a good office like this. Like, like <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of just plain. Anyway, yeah. <clears throat> Well, just well, be comfortable. You're fine. You're just absolutely thank you, fine. Uh, thank you, Mama Joy, and thank you for all these listeners. Uh, glad to have you listening. Uh, it's really uh, uh, an amazing story. It's a journey. Uh, Mama Joy keeps saying that our life is a journey forever. No end. No end to our journey every day. Even at age 90, 95, we still learn something. Some new information. So uh, I'm I'm blessed to be here with you. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, well, uh, yeah, let me help you along. You know, one of the one of the things about your book, which intrigued well, my me. Book, yeah, it really started with grief. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, um, I started when when I was started with when I was seven years old. In uh, we were sleeping. We are, you know, in, the, in my country, the room is what? It's just one, one room, and everybody sleeps in it. Not like in the Western country, each mm. the boy has their own thing. Girls have their own. We all live in one place, mm. and we have a little kitchen outside made of straws and mud huts. Wait, as a kitchen. your kitchen is outdoors? Outdoors, yeah. Oh. Yeah, so one big room for the parents, you know, one thing, and one middle is for the boys, and another place is for, and we all slept on the floor. No mattresses, nothing, just straight, hard floor, like a, a tiny little mat. You know, sometimes if the floor is not even poking on your back, and uh, we don't have a closet. We don't have a, a, the sisters have trunks where to put their uh, clothes, but the boys have nothing. So we have the clothes that we wear every day. We do have one to, a little clothes somewhere to wear on a special time, and it's five in a corner somewhere. And when comes the night, uh, we take vision nails on the wall, we just take our clothes that we're wearing, hang it up over there, that's it. And you wake up and you're lucky to have a, a shower or bath after sleeping. Uh, that's how they're kind of like and the word uh, yeah. So basically really stop you know <laughs> like but we have it. I mean hey, as what that said but you found joy. It seems like you found some peace. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice if uh, something having a comfortable thing. But time, we never, we never thought this is a miserable life. Well, in, in, did you ever feel uh, something was missing? Did you ever feel something me, was there? <laughs> yeah. And we, you know, the, the first luxury thing that we had in our house is a tiny little radio. My father got it from somewhere. And in the evening, after dinner, we all huddled 
around my father and my mother and listening stories told in the radio. I mean, like we have like a uh, a series, you know, like detective stories. And then we oh yeah, we used to do right. We used to do they that. We would not tell you who who he where they is, and they let you, you know, figure it out. And then the next week they bring the show, and then we all battle who. So he's the greatest joy ever in the family. That's how we brought, that's how brothers and sisters all together. When we eat, it's all together when in the, the family. When that family's together, nothing is missing. is absolutely solid. I mean, that is my heart and soul with my, my hand in the family. So, yes, I mean, we're poor, but we're so happy. But you don't feel I mean, poor. You, you know, you I didn't. You didn't feel that. You didn't feel that. And yeah. I, I would assume you were in a community where others were living in the same way, correct? Oh yeah. I mean, all the family lives the same. Everything. Yeah. You know, there's something really missing about people understanding about the Arab Muslim, Western failure understanding. Muslims and Arab people in general have a strong powerful solid family. Mm. I mean, I would die give half of my body so that my mother can oh. I would do anything. At times, sometimes, when my father was sick, I was like a young boy. I would go out in the fields and cry and, and ask that, God, please, let that came to me. Please take my father, please. I would do the same. Please give it to me. And, and, I, and I, 10 years old, that's how family. So I feel when I let them get to understand Western life, particularly American life, right. life. Mm, well, family I... is missing. That's love. Not there. It's kind of very loose. Something is you missing. Know? Something is, is so, missing. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I thank you for that story. I thank you for the story. You know, um, it brought back to me uh, when I was an educator in high school. I was also a part of the uh, scholarship committee, and uh, and we would give scholarships to students, and we would ask them to write us something so that we could make a determination whether or not we thought that they were worthy of the scholarship. And there was a young lady that I knew, and I would see her in the hallways, and <clears throat> she was always so confident, and she was able to, to maneuver and get girls to do things for her. And she started uh, a club. She started two clubs, and 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 these girls were were just just in her control. But it was amazing. So when, but I didn't something about her I didn't like. And she would look at me, and then maybe it was maybe it was me. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I was envious of her having that kind of power as a female to be able to do that, and not really be one as we would view an authority. So, well, yeah, yeah, you know, because we always look for the ones who've been qualified by so and so to do certain things. You know, we look for those degrees. We look for these other. Uh, 
types of things that show that, oh, they're qualified to do this. But here was a kid, she was there, and she was ruling, and they would do whatever she asked. And, and uh, you know, well, long story short, she applied for a scholarship. And talk about bringing me to shame was when I found out that the young lady was homeless. And she was living in hallways, clothes and everything, and they would go out to try to get food with her mother and, and everyone during the day. But if they didn't get back to the uh, shelter in time, they would have to go live or find a place in the hallway. The young lady was an excellent student, always had her homework. And when I saw this and heard her, I said, my goodness. And then I began to look out and I realized that the police would bring her to school every day. Because those children who are in school, if they are at a distance, they'll provide transportation for them. And so one of the individuals said, you are living out in the parks too? My goodness. She said, weren't you afraid out there? And her answer was very so simple. You know what she said, Brother Ali? She said, excuse me, afraid? I was with my mother. I was with my mother. There's no fear with my mother. (laughs) And she simply, so that is what you're saying. Family is intact. When the parents are there, regardless of the situation, there is a certain amount of peace. There's a certain amount of confidence. There's a certain amount of charge that the children will feel. certain amount of order. Order. And no matter what anyone sees of them, it doesn't matter. That's not their fault. So, look, we're going to take us a quick break and get back to your telling us about your your story and tell us something about these dreams and how you got on this oh, yeah. journey. So um, I'm going to ask that uh, our engineer, our CEO, Ms. Naima, let me Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim of the HWPL Chicago Branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. We have an opportunity to transform the whole global society in the next 50 years. 50 years from now, the earth will be populated by a new generation of adults, many of whom are yet unborn. Our mission is to nurture them in childhood with love, guidance, and protection, and to raise them in healthy, happy families. If we impart values of compassion, generosity, and respect for fellow human beings in the next generation of children, they will create a world where people can live together in peace. This is our goal. Be a part of the transformation. Get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. 
Go to www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel? Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. Gusto to your to your guest this morning. So thank you, thank you. 
So, yeah, thank you. And so in light of that, the energy has to go somewhere, so it goes in the subconscious. It goes in the subconscious. This book is reminding me that it helps clarity as many things are going on, and we see change going about. And people are starting to write books. People are starting to ask questions that they didn't ask before. <clears throat> Some people are getting to the point now where they're rising and com- having conversations that they feared. And this book brought me into understanding better just what the dreams were. Now, I've studied metaphysics, and I've got my degree in, into that work in the practitioner as well. But it's something about when someone writes something and you can relate to it personally. And I was able, because of your book and me reading more about it, I would wake up in the morning, Ali, and something that I was looking for the day before and couldn't find it, or something that I was looking for for days and just gave up on it, all of a sudden I woke up and in my dream showed me exactly where it was. And I said, what is this? And I'd get up and go straight there. And I said, wow. I started writing them down. It's so powerful. Yes. It's so powerful. So tell me something about how you got started on this and started. Okay, well, when it all started when I was seven years old, okay, and I, I'm going to tell you something, what I learned about God. God does not work at random to rise to be used in a, in a later time. So the thing is what? Experience is like a dream. You have a dream and suddenly that dream happens exactly in reality. It happens to you. Like for instance, when I was seven years old, <coughs> I felt that our house is consumed with fire. Fire, fire, fire. And I wake up the whole family. Mm. And had I not wake up screaming, I would not be here telling you this story. This book is all of it. Mm. It's not by smoke. By, by, by smoke. And I was shocked. How could a dream turn into reality? So, of course, the whole village poured in to help put down the fire. But at that seven years old, I began to wonder how, and, you know, through that dream, I actually changed my life and changed my own family. We mm. could have been. And then, it just, that dream kind of almost ingrained in my mind. I could never forget. And mm-hmm. I can tell you that dream now, it is almost like it happened mm-hmm. an hour ago. So this is one of the dreams that had special dreams that, that shook you to the core. Those are the signs you start looking at. So what happened is almost, I have tons of dreams to almost 25 countries, whatever. And everywhere I go, everyone, every time I had a dream, I would write it down. Hmm. And I had a journey, journal, carrying it with me. Everywhere I go, that journal is there. Every time I have a dramatic dream that confirmed to be true, 
I liked it then. I'm so, I became so obsessed with food. And I didn't know that time I'm going to write a book and publish it. At that time, writing a book and publishing is way old. You need somebody and and he, by meeting that person, he, he connects you to another person and something happened and your life changed again. And, and so it, it, um, it's amazing. Mm. It's a,
tell people something about themselves. And they said, how, how can you know that about me? You don't know anything about me. I said, well, I can see it. <laughs> I can see it, you know. But again, that's why it's so important that we let our light shine. Yeah. And our gifts shine. Because many people, they look at gifts in different ways. And they don't understand. My son would tell me, well, Mom, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. I say, well, you know, just keep on living, baby, because maybe God hasn't gotten gotten created that job for you yet. Because yeah. life is moving forward. So, But we know we're here for something, you know. And, um, and when I saw, I started reading in the book, it gave me confidence, Brother Mahal. It gave me a confidence in what I had. It, and I have a connection now, and I have a connection. Yeah. And I have a connection. You know, you wouldn't rest. You know, sixteen until get you there. So that's uh, yeah. Well, I'm hoping that. precious books in my life is the Bible. And uh, one of the things I I understood that the book is God's word. But I'm also understanding that it's the word of God coming through people. Yes. And we don't and, and I, I and I think I think a lot of us miss it. I know I did. It comes through people. And even this experience that we're having now is an experience of of sacredness through us. It's just, you know, I believe even the people who are listening to us mm-hmm. is not just Caucasian. Look back. They are grown and prepared to hear this message. Just as you and I are grown to Hear somebody who's going. Mm-hmm. There are people like Mama Jay, Ali Majum, others, 
probably millions of them waiting for that call to hear to hear Waiting to connect with somebody of like mind, <laughs> like conversation, putting it in perspective where we can relate and make our calling relative to this day and time and see ourselves as you say that chosen new uh, a generation for a chosen new messianic era. In other words, each era where there's turbulences, there will be a rise up of some voices that will come and guide through. It, and it's just not in the scripture, but relativity in parallel to the scripture. And when you can see that, then, you know, somebody said, well, that, that was Jesus, or that was Moses, or that was 2,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago. Uh, what about now? What do they look like now? You know, people have become afraid to, to walk in that light, afraid to be able to give credit to uh, their, their dreams or their or relationship with God, saying, hey, I was blessed with this. This was given to me. And um, I'm not trying to push it down anybody's throat, but just saying, hey, I am what I am. And God sent me to do this. It's kind of wild, but it is. And I can say that that is what I've experienced in reading with, with this book and knowing that dreams are very purposeful. And anyone who is a dreamer, speak on your dreams. Mm-hmm. And we have a higher learning that's calling that here in the female solution that's calling us to move more into the youth. People are, you know, speaking about all oh, the young people are not involved with yeah, if you want young people, you got to go and get them. They're not going to come to you. You want something, so you go where the children, find where they are and go to them and pull them into your environment and show them and make it like a spirit as a family, just like you say. Make it, make it is. Because they are, our children are very precious to us and they're an extension of who we are, regardless of where. And they have that anointing in them, in them. And when we recognize that, that solution that grows, those are our seeds, they grow in time as we allow them to get closer to us and to learn about this. Because they're dreamers too. I look for that day says that I will pour out my spirit upon all, my sons and my daughters, not just men, my sons and my daughters. And this is what we're doing. The old man would dream and the young man would see vision. Uh-huh. It's incredible. And it's right there, sitting there. It's sitting there. Yeah, it's very clear. And, you know, also when you started the book. The sign that Jesus said that marks the beginning of the end of time or the last day is actually in the rebirth of Israel in 1948. That is the most miraculous prophecy ever happened in time. Mm. It's written, kings and nations who destroyed 2,000 years ago suddenly appear one day. Mm-hmm. That's a very powerful thing. That is the greatest sign ever that was prophesied by Jesus. Wow. The generation, the 
Now, you know, that's, that's something you're speaking about, and I came into that understanding of, and that's what I'm seeking now. I'm looking for the prophecies of Jesus. Prophecies? Prophecies that Jesus spoke. When he said, yeah. there, those who will come after me but do far greater works is one of them, right. you know. And the prophecy of that if you're in alignment with the Father, is I'm in alignment and you're there one. You know, that that is something that you see. So we look at it, and, and what, what you've helped me to do is to take that the book of the Bible and make it a book. And I put it in, and it's like a library, a library between binders. Because there are books, and there are authors, and there are characters, and it takes away nothing what it is, but it brings it back to me being able to employ it to work for me as I see it. You know what I'm saying? And I can make it work for me better if I see it in relativity rather than in something so special because people are starting to make all kinds of changes in it. Yeah, yeah. And and it's losing something because then I come into me to ask would I make a change. I don't know who all is doing it, but now they have all these different versions and it brings about confusion because who's given the permission if that's the case then, then, then I have, I have, and everybody else has a right to go in and allow the spirit to use them. But the point is, where's your heart? Where's your heart? Are you here to love your neighbor? You know, and spirit and truth. That's right. Are you there? Well, you know what? I want to. Uh, Talk about, I want to, I see I, I you when I looked in the book and I saw these pictures and I saw, well, before I get, I, before I get there, because I know, I, you open your book and that's the first time I have seen anyone to acknowledge William Tinsdale or any person who is in, in, in line of carrying the Bible, carrying the word. You, you see, once um, we get the book, we go into the book, but we don't understand reverence is needed for those who carry the book. And so I want to I wanna honor you and tell you I appreciate that so very much. Because this William Tyndale, Tyndale, he was strangled and burned at the stake because he wrote the English version of the Bible. He was the first one to translate uh, the Bible from the Greek and the Hebrew into the English language, and so many people don't know that. And they interested in what goes in the Bible. But how did the book get to us? How did the book? The book has a journey. Right there. I mean, and, uh, when I read the story, I, 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 I read. I mean, how blind people are cannot even recognize. There are people who died, you know, to bring the truth up. I mean, how much. Every, you know, particularly the Bible, especially. At one time, it's only just the privileged people have the Bible. Yeah. <clears throat> and it is. But Luther right there, he's another person who. And, mm-hmm. and remember, he was named after Martin Luther in the 1500s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In yeah. Germany. Oh, yeah. His, okay. his yeah. father, he and his father changed his name. You know, his name, he, 
His father named him, he agreed to have his name changed when he was 28 years old. So he wasn't a child when that happened. And he and his father had collaborated quite a bit on the reason why they wanted to change their name. And to be a change agent, again, as the chosen, that's the story you don't hear. But Martin, both, both Martin Luther and his father was named Michael, Michael King. And they changed their name to Martin Luther in order to tap into that spirit of Martin Luther of, 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 who uh, brought about the Protestant religion. He was another chosen in that Masonic, that, that Masonic era of making yeah. a change. You see what I'm saying? When you said generation, we could connect dots, brother Ali. Yeah. We could connect dots to see the journey of people who made sacrifices to get this book into our hands. And now it's time for another commercial, and I want to be able to tap into that and, and speak about this progressive evolution of, of uh, messiahs, uh, uh, people who are anointed, who are bringing change to, uh, each each time, you know, bringing us into a higher moral standard. And if we don't recognize that, that's why we repeat history. We don't learn it. And so we want to be a part of the solution and showing that there's a light that is there for the people each time. And they become at one with the almighty, you know what I'm saying, in this journey in this journey and so I don't know this thing is saying 60 seconds I've got another hour so I don't know what's happening here I hope my block talk is not left out but anyway we're going to go for this commercial and see what's going on okay great okay thank you oh wow what happened here God can I this is not good. I'm going to ask if you call back, please, because we're going to. Oh, you got your hands up. Okay, we can go on. Uh, 6428. Let's see. 2113. You wanted to speak? Morning. Okay, good morning. One moment. Just as soon as we have, I'm going to call you on, okay? Thank you so much. Okay. Okay, we um we seem to have shortened ourselves on our block talk. So let me see if I can get back into that. Um we are here at a point and we're asking that uh we can have a commercial from our StreamYard. You can download that into our StreamYard so that uh, our sponsors can be seen visually. Oh, man. God sent the monthly sun bill today. This sunlight is really expensive, especially during this season. I'll probably have to work overtime to pay it. Well, you better pay it on time. We don't want the sun to go out and we're sitting up here all day in the dark. Wouldn't it be terrible if God charged us for sunlight? Well, thank God, the light and heat from the sun is free. So why are we paying such high bills for the energy we use in our homes? Because we don't know how to use solar energy. 
the free energy from the sun. You can convert your regular home to a solar energy home and save tremendously on your electric bill. Take a look at your electric bill. Wouldn't you like to reduce or possibly even eliminate that cost altogether? Let one of our solar consultants show you how. Call today, 312-849-3456, and schedule a free consultation. That's 312-849-3456. I'm Viata, your Holistic Life Coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com, where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com, and I'm Viato. I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show. We are a part of the online network of associated internet radio hosts, On Air. On Air empowers you with transformative news and interactive radio TV shows. This is such a wonderful time to be alive and to see our human family coming together as one community as a result of that powerful tool, the Internet. We can now talk directly to each other all over the world. There's no need for conflict or misunderstanding. There's no need for violence to solve our differences. We can talk to each other face-to-face until we reach an agreement. On Air offers a fantastic global guide to communicators from all over the world who are using their Internet platforms to inspire us to strive to be our best selves in order to become the kind, compassionate, loving people we were all born to be. Once we do that, we'll see planet Earth transformed into a place of peace. Subscribe to the recommended YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and podcasts created by these Voices of Enlightenment. On Air provides daily news briefs and a weekly magazine to keep you abreast of events and opportunities. On-air news affiliates in television, radio, and print share information, insight, and interviews with notable personalities. Go to onaireverywhere.com for a daily dose of uplifting news. We're on-air everywhere, online all the time. Do you worry about finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. 
Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down-to-earth, solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. Seem like Joy must have goofed up here and put 60 minutes on the uh, Black Talk Radio. And so now uh, I just want to challenge just for a minute. I spoke to someone earlier. Um, uh, let me see if I can get that number up back up again and see if we can speak to two one one one. Let's see, two one thirteen. Are you still there? Yes. Okay, great. Can you tell us your name and where you're calling from, sir? Oh, good morning. This is a Kooky calling from the Midwest. Kooky? Kooky from the Midwest? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Have you a question or a comment about our discussion today? Uh, yes. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm i a, a spiritual person, and I, I, I understand that <clears throat> my generation – I have to follow my generation. I'm in a fifth, sixth generational. Um, my grandfather was a bishop, and if you look at if you look at Jesus' story, he always said he was there to complete the mission of his forefathers. Mm. He was trying to get it right mm-hmm. with the with the errors that his forefathers did. And he wanted to get it right by bringing the kingdom into fruition, completing his assignment that he had got from his ancestors. From his ancestors, I got you. Mm-hmm. So I, I use that as my guideline blueprint. Well, I'm going to do the same thing. Come on, I'm a, my generation is going. My generation, where I'm at, I am going to bring the kingdom of God. And I had twins, and I called my daughter Heaven. She asked me why. I said, because Heaven is on Earth. I just completed the mission of my forefathers, and you are a result of that. Oh. And she's like, oh, okay. All right. Before I even touched any, before I even looked at the world, I said, let me complete my mission with my forefathers and then put that on display. Wow. 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 Does that make kind of make sense? You know what I mean. And then that kind of Absolutely. that kind of takes the pressure off trying to win the whole world instead of just winning the battle of your ancestors. And I named my son Benjamin, so it's heaven and Ben. I named my son Benjamin 18 years ago. I just found out two years, three years ago, that my grandfather, who was a bishop in California, his name was Benjamin. 
<laughs> I did not know that. And, and he played the harp. And he played the harp in church in 1958. And I played the harp. So you see the, the connection with oh our own divine family. This is wow. why they want to... This is how, this is why they want to display and break up the family because that that lineage. This is why everybody's coming to America now. And guess who they're coming to? Guess who door who they knocking on? They're knocking on mm. our door mm. because they know and they see us waking up and realizing we can't trick these people anymore. <laughs> we can't fool we can't fool black folks anymore. They ain't waking up. They woke and they teaching us now, like they used to, mm. to be civil. Black folks, you, mm. black folks, I'll say this and I'll stop talking. There are pyramids in America. There are more pyramids yeah. in America than there is in Africa. Mm-hmm. They're hidden. They knocked them down. Niagara Falls, it's pyramid Coyotia, pyramids in Utah, pyramids all. I mean, you just Google pyramid America, you'll see them. That means if you have a pyramid in a region, that means that there were some pharaohs and kings and queens around walking around there, right? I know. Come on. Mm-hmm. Higher consciousness for sure. That's oh, yeah. If you got an anthill, there's a man walking around. <laughs> See, Af- African and, and South, Af- South, Af- South America and Africa used to be connected. The whole world was connected. So the whole world was the Garden of Eden, not just in Africa. So because I fulfilled my line in my family, now I'm giving this this higher frequency of thought. I'm like, wait a minute. If there's pyramids in America and we got pictures of black Indians, the Almac people were here in Mexico, and you got the Almac people in Africa, you got the Almac people in Australia, wait a minute. There was some, there was some royal people here mm-hmm. in America. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've met some. Well, I'm sure want. you have too. I'm sure you have too. I met mm-hmm. them. I, I meet special black folks that don't even want to be that don't even want to be known. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> they 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 just rather just stay stay secluded. I ain't getting off of it into that stuff. Huh? Beautiful, exotic. <laughs> Black woman, strong black man. I've seen them. I said mm-hmm. they and they know, man. I'm 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 royalty. Yeah. They even got a, a brother just stood up saying he he is the descendant uh, of uh, of a pharaoh mm-hmm. in America. See, this is the, this is where they don't they don't want us to figure it out. Because once we figure out that, now we're going to exude a a spiritual evolution and, and, and transformation to where it's like we're going to be the light. We're going to be the salt of the earth, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, are, which we are now, which we are now. Mm-hmm. This is why they are, are attacking us more. They see us gathering that peace that, we're not quite waiting for a man to come back out the clouds to save us. We're saving ourselves mm-hmm. with peace. Because once you get, and this is my, my question to you, and I'll stop talking. 
once you get to a peaceful state, because I've had it when I was a child, and I never lost it, okay? And I can use meditation, prayer, stretching, activities, keeping my body clean, eating good food. I have to do all those things to harbor my peace. Once I lose that, I I fall. I can fall to another state of mind. So that's my question to you. Maybe you can give me a little rebuttal. Establishing peace, because that's one of the spiritual characters in the kingdom of God. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, patience. Those characteristics in the kingdom of God we use those when we deal with people. If people are acting up, okay, I need to give you a little patience. If people get violent, okay, I need to be, you know, uh, I used to use faith or, or uh, you know, peace, love, joy, peace. Long, I need to long suffer with you today. Those are the characteristics of the, of the kingdom of God, which Luke 17 says, it is within us. And once you find it, you will draw men unto thee. People will see, see that you're different. People will see that you're okay. peculiar. Mm-hmm. And I've had that peculiarity. So nothing that people can say about me, it does nothing to me because I, I have this peace in me. And I, if people talk about me, I go, well, do you have the peace that I have? Let's talk about that. And they don't want to talk about it anymore. You know what what you're saying is 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 it it, what you're saying is in line with uh, Brother Ali. And and what you're saying is that that the peace that he had with his family, you know, it is a state of mind. I, I hear him going back to what you're saying, and that's one of the challenges we have is that the family has been broken, and we've got to bring that back because once you bring that in, just like you connected with your daughter, and when you were able to express that to your daughter, she understood it because as a child, when you are connected with your parents, you have love and you have peace. Yeah. That is it. it. Yeah. I, 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 you know, when we're when we're going through issues, I go through issues. But I told her that you know I'm sharing all this information about your your heritage. You know, she goes, I understand that, Daddy. And then she, last week she just showed me a, a picture of a rose that was, you know, a unique a unique a unique rose that stands for inner peace. And she goes, Dad, I got inner peace. And we talked about inner we talked about inner peace. Yeah, and I told her, yeah. I told you got it. That's it. Never, I, never I lose that. And she's like, thank you, Daddy. You know what I'm saying? So you're right. We should be teach. I mean, that's 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 our job. So he, uh, brother, uh, brother Ali just said he had the same experience with his daughter, and he's from other part of the world. That's why we all connected, and that we're coming together. It, it, and it's not a college issue. You know, all the work that we think we're doing, but we're actually our ancestors doing it. So uh, Come on, we are just an- championing. Our ancestors yeah. are doing yes. it through us, Lord yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's, and, that's who's, and that's who's, that's who's pushing me, my ancestors. Mm, mm, 
That's exactly who's. Uh-huh. May I have your, your name again? I know I'm misspelling it. Kufi, K-U-F-I. Okay, Kufi. Oh, okay, got you, got you, yes. got you. I have a YouTube okay, page, well, Kufi James. Kufi James okay. is my YouTube page. You can check out some videos I do. Okay, wonderful. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna be sure to check check that out. Maybe I can have you to come on and and give us a little more information on this. I write it down. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, I'm gonna give brother Job uh, uh, a chance, and then we have another caller too that wants to have something to say. Hey, we really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Right. <laughs> thank you. Oh yeah. Nice to meet you. Nice talking to you. Huh? We're all connected. Mm-hmm. We're all connected. When we connect our family, then 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 the, then the bigger family starts. Then the bigger That's family right. happens. When we connect we're our family. connected by the spirit and truth. Not colors. Not yes. Nothing. God has no colors. God loves all colors. But the essence of God mm-hmm. is the spirit and truth. All righty. Thank you. I have one more That's how we were in the past. And so it should be in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, you know what you're talking about, uh, Kufi? That's God's original intention. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> That's God's original intention. And, and, and wasn't his plan to have all this destruction and all this confliction? Yes, true. All this religion. Well, I'm going to get to one more call because I know we're going to be bringing back into that, and then we're going to get into this original intention for coming back. And the fact that the family and this brother Cooper is yes, beautiful story. And uh, oh 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 two four, can we hear from you, please? Caller, they came, told me they were there. Okay, what about six four two eight? Uh, yes, Mama Joyce. <laughs> Oh, CEO, this is nice. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yes, I, I think they call her at at uh, three one two five seven six. Might not have recognized the last four numbers of their phone number, <laughs> unless they forgot to unmute themselves. Okay, well I'm gonna find out. Let's see, five seven six zero zero two four. <laughs> Yes, hi, that's here? me. That's my number. <laughs> oh, okay, you didn't recognize it. Oh, that's how we call it. Right? I was trying oh, to merge. I think I, I was trying to merge Sean in because he couldn't get through, so I had to three-way call him. So now Sean is time chimed in. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. So great. Oh, so this is my, my daughter-in-law. How about that? That's family. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah, yeah. so... <laughs> I think Sean wanted to say something, Sean. I just wanted to say, hey, everybody. Happy happy Saturday. This is uh, also Chinese Chinese New Year, too. (laughs) Okay. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah, they celebrated, too. So, any questions? We're we're talking to um, uh, Brother uh, Ali Mahak from uh, Tunisia. And uh, he's talking about dreams, and he's also talking about, and we're, we're talking about family and uh, how important it is for family and for us to recognize who we are in this day and time. 
as we may not see it as a messiah, but we are anointed people. And when we come up with characteristics uh, and able to respond on uh, phenomena, respond on things that we hardly have people around us that we can talk about. And that's why I'm excited about Brother Ali is because he's had similar experiences that I have uh, since his childhood, uh, being able to have dreams and speak into it. And so he shared some of the things. I don't know how much you've, you know, been on, how long you've been, but what you've heard so far, do you have any comments? For me, nothing yet. Okay. All righty. Okay. I mean, what is your your, um, thoughts on family, generally speaking? Uh Uh-huh. Uh, I feel like that's that, that's the foundational government of, of all of it. And um, I feel like it's important mm. for us all to be able to just be. That, that's why I'm so grateful for the phone call today is that a lot of times we look at the television and we're like, when am I going to get the notarization that, that I would I would want in life? And I'm, I'm just glad that we're participating in our own lives today. And I appreciate that, that we're having some form of importance of family on just breaking it down into a smaller structure or a smaller function. I'm, oh, I'm yeah. grateful and, for that. And and you know what, uh, Baba Ali, he's also a divine principal uh, student too. So he's been with us uh, in our studies too. So, hello. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, so we got to keep keep rolling along as we were also speaking about uh, honoring those individuals who made the Bibles and made other works. Uh, possible and the sacrifices that they did because we talk about the people in the book but we don't mention or we forget to mention the people who carry the book the people who preserved the book the people who protected the book the people who saw the value in it and many of them lost their lives as Tyndale he was the first one to uh, translate the Bible from Hebrew and Greek into the English language and because it was against the law, because it was against the law for one to do that, because they did not want the common man to have the Bible, they killed him. And so with uh, him honoring William Tyndale uh, in the very, in the forefront of his book, I thought it was just awesome that he did it because it's something that so many of us just don't think about. And the question is, when we do that, it brings about in a habit. Listen to this, uh, Balali, that we should be mindful of because if we do the work that we're doing and we don't honor those who come before us, then who will honor us? Or will our work go into the dust? So that's what I love, and the more I think about what you did, giving credit to Tyndale was really great, and I pray that others would do the same, because this book did not get to our hands by itself. It doesn't have feet. It doesn't have hands. Somebody had to carry it and make it possible for us to learn more about God. And so this is what Chosen is doing, and uh, as we move a little further, what the comments that the brother before had made, uh, you said you can 
relate to what he said. And what he's saying is that heaven is here. And you know what Jesus said that too. He said the kingdom of God is at hand. And what you mean kingdom of God is right here, right now. And Jesus said it in two thousand years ago, and we many of us don't get it. <laughs> yeah. So in the next four minutes, uh, we can uh, touch upon uh, the female's position and how we are coming forth to be included in the bringing about that kingdom. Because the women's role was severed from that and considered to be of a low value. And uh, now maybe we can share some of these pictures that you have and you can tell us about who these people are. Uh, and we can ask someone okay. to share that and give us a little feedback on, on your family, where you came from, and uh, descriptions of their their life. You know, I'm going to tell you, when I looked in the book and saw, and what I first I read, because I didn't see the pictures yet, about how you were plowing the earth to break through and how difficult it was. As a child, as your dad, yeah, tell us about that because I never heard of a camel being used. Yeah. Yeah. And your dad was in tears. Your dad was crying because his health wasn't that good. But you had committed yourself. Oh, yeah, here we go. This is how they plow. Well, you look at this picture here, it looks like exactly like me when I was a teenager with the camel, the guy here. Yeah? I never knew such a occurred. I've only yeah, seen. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I chose these these pictures to show you exactly how I live. My sister, my mother, wear exactly similar clothes like that, and we carry drinking water from a well. Yeah, almost like we live in like a biblical time. <laughs> yes. when I was like seven or eight to ten years old, this is the life. I mean, we. We cultivate our wheat and barley, whatever it is, we're going to do that. And the people this are still living that way. Mm-hmm. That's really something. This, mm. this is the olive uh, harvest. Everything done by hand. The watermelon and melon, just like that. And, uh, of course, we have to drive in the evening because some people driving uh, at night to stop and steal some watermelon, <laughs> something like that. So we have kind of few little stories, a funny story like that. But this is this is the the, the life I lived in. At this time, at this particular time in my life, like from you know, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, I've been uh, until I was seventeen, I have no money in my pocket. And and one time I heard my father was left uh, the school kicked me out when I was old and I cannot continue. Uh, this is my brother. Unfortunately, he passed away last, last year. My last visit, this is my uh, nephew. Um, this is our last, my last visit. Yeah. I'd like to have so, you show that picture of you and your mom and your sister when you were young because it yeah. it shows it shows that almost like you were stuck in time. 
Because when I yeah, see those pictures and I look at the pictures of Oh, that's your brother. Yeah. My sister. Another one. As you all were staring, standing out in the sand like it. And when, when I saw that, I said, that's the way, you know, I mean, it's like 2,000 years ago when Jesus was yeah, here. That, <laughs> I said, oh, my goodness. And I'm talking to this man you here know, today. I was, I was working so hard when I left the school, 17 years old, and I couldn't continue. So the only thing for me is to go back, to go into it. So I, I worked like hard. And, my, and so much I worked so much hard that I worried my body. Because I leave in the morning like a dawn and came. And there are places, you have places, pieces of land, like five miles away. And these, I traveled by foot, walking five miles on the camel, just to work on that, uh, on this field, and come back. So I go at dawn, leave at dawn, and came back late in the evening. Mm. And uh, when I get back, I just unload the gear, you know, the killing deer, mm-hmm. beat the camel, and I just beat my parents, and I go and sleep. And when I sleep, I sigh. So I'm so worried about me. And that time I had my grandfather staying with us. One night, I overheard my father crying to his son, asking him for help. How can I help my son Ali? My son Ali is going to die on my hands. I don't know what to do. He was crying. My father cried with his father. My grandfather said, Oh, don't worry about Ali. Ali is going to grow and tour the world. And you will tour the world. Mm-hmm. At that time, I'm, I didn't even have a penny in my bucket. How can I? I can't even go to the city. Stood 30 miles away. Let alone travel the world. But the idea really kept me. Your ancestors, your ancestors come in and communicating with your your grandfather. Your grandfather speaking that to you. Sharon, if you got any pictures of uh, it's, it's, it's him when he was small, get that out. No, this is my yeah. father mm-hmm. and my mother. This is our radio. That is our 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 centerpiece of uh, entertainment. My father holding that. Oh, that's the radio that he has. Yeah. yeah. And that's my mother. <laughs> okay. And for those of you who are seeing it, if you, if, you, if you could see these pictures, you would see that these were the type of clothing that even when uh, Jesus was here. And it just yeah, fascinates yeah. me. It's like you, your people are caught in time so that once we see what we see, then we could see that it still is someplace and it validates that, you know? So I'm yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy that you shared those pictures uh, with us, and we're back in for another short break, which will be our final one before the end of the show, and then we'll come back and see where all this is leading us. <laughs> oh, here you are with your uh, book and your book. display. Okay, awesome. Yeah. This is that in the restaurant I manage. Awesome. So what I'll do is I'll just go on and. Ladies, commercial here right now. As uh, those of you who are watching us on Facebook and uh, YouTube, 
on, Mama Joy. And I'm Reverend Rosemary. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. See you on the second Saturday on the Neighborship of Joy. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Is Monday morning a struggle to get out of bed, into the swing of things? Well, don't worry, you are not alone. Join us for thought-provoking, stimulating, and mindful conversations on higher learning with Zelda Speaks for your Monday morning mindfulness sessions on Blog Talk Radio, The Female Solution, Mondays, 7.30 until 9 a.m. Be sure and send your ideas, thoughts, comments, and suggestions. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show, visit zeldaspeaks.com and send us your info. We'd love to have you. Experience mindfulness moments with the mindfulness slash stress relief coach, Zelda Speaks. And thanks for sharing the mindfulness moment tip of the day. Stay on purpose, stay empowered, and stay tuned to your next session of mindfulness on higher learning with Zelda Speaks. Make it a mindful day. And thanks for listening. for engineering and working with us today, and uh, we want to thank our guest here, Barbara Ali Mahab, Mahab, for being here with us and sharing. And, you know, I, I, I spend most of the time, really, because I wanted the people to know you. I want them to, to feel you because you're going to be coming back. <laughs> you will be coming back because uh, – we get lost in this world of technology and we we don't understand that everyone is not flying on those same whims. And I would hate to think that because we are here with this technology that that we have a right to just mow over people who choose differently. You know, like the Amish community. There there's certain beliefs they, they they have. You know, they don't they don't drive cars. They still with the buggies and the in the carriages, you know, and uh, in your way of life, even uh, if even if someone chooses to uh, get a, a plow or and mow, 
you know, if they had an option to that, they would do it. But then again, some people just like dealing with the earth. Some people just like like manual labor, you know. So people, I, I think, can be shown options, but whatever it is, they choose and make a decision of how they want their life to be. And I really wanted to hear you as you describe your your life as a child and the peace that you had. And Brother Kufi, how he was able to speak so uh, emphatically and confidently about his uh, influences of his uh, ancestors. Now, who are these people here? Uh, those are my friends. That's my wife and some friends. Uh, I think traveling somewhere. I think we are in Chicago, that place. Okay, That's, well. uh, the Filipino uh, neighbors and her daughters, my wife. Well, that's great, great. God's hope for America. And yeah. you talk about the messianic uh, uh, generation. That yeah. was one of the things oh, that uh, attracted me to uh, to this movement for God's hope in America. And that was yeah, through, that uh, was, that's nice. How did Sharon uh, find it? I really don't know. <laughs> oh, that's me and my last visit to Tunisia in the summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. A long and, way from uh, where you came from, huh? When you go back, and, you... Uh, and, and Hamamat is one of the touristic places. Ah. Uh, oh. That's me and my daughter. And your and your wife, huh? And my wife, of course. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. She's very pretty. Yeah. She's very pretty. Is she, oh, is she following any traditions of of, of Tunisia? Well, actually, uh, I'm preparing to uh, take them to Tunisia this summer. Oh, oh. Yeah. How long are you planning on staying? Because that's quite a ways away. About two weeks. About two. Just two weeks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> we have nobody to take care of the house yet. Oh, okay. All right. We have two cats. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and here you're yeah. speaking? Yeah, I'm giving a uh, PowerPoint presentation of Brixton. You know, um, what I wanted to say was that uh, you're, oh, and who is this? Uh, That's a lady. She saw my book and insisted that I would, she brought both books for me to autograph. And she came to the restaurant where I, I am. She was so thrilled. Uh, yeah. Well, you know. By the name of my group. My last name, my group. Would you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go before it gets to the time out. Is one of the yeah. things that attracted me. And me and, and Moscow with my wife. Oh. During, uh, How many countries did you travel? 2022? Uh, about 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and they... I always aim for the furthest one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Why is that? Well, I'm thinking that this country is close to me. I can visit any time. But that far one, I have to go first. <laughs> so that's my thing. Well, you know... I, I, 
one of one of the dreams that I had, which which actually led me to 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 you directly, the uh, dream of the mothership. Uh, having a dream and having this figure come to me, uh, she never did show me her whole face, just half of her face. And uh, with her showing me half of her face, it was always a mystery to me what was on the other side. And um, and she brought me this 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 mothership and told me that you know bearers of the word God's word has been men up to now, uh, but now women are going to do it. So even though I got your book just, you know, a couple of weeks ago, that went back to my dream that God gave me 30 years ago about women rising to a divine position of of divinity. And so through that, I was always seeking, you know, who and what to be doing and who am I supposed to be connected to? So eventually, uh, you know, I came into this the movement uh, and heard of uh, this son, rather well, Sun Yun Moon, and what he did, he brought in a place, you know, for for women to connect. He also brought in something that I I I connected with. I I didn't know, for instance, like family legacy. Now, Brother Kufi, he spoke about that. You'd be surprised. Not many people look at family legacies. Most most of us have not had a discussion about that. And that's something that's very important for us to understand. And then my son said, that's that's the foundation for government, you know, for government. And so I never saw that. I never saw the uh, the structure where family was connected to government. Our family was connected to community. But through the teachings there, I was able to bring that. And and that's just not, you know, and, and I'm not faulting anybody. I'm not even faulting myself for not knowing because I'm living now in gratitude that I have learned that. You know, as a single parent, the struggle was always a battle. You always have to deal with what is going on now, the urgency. And I'm busy educating my children and showing them what to do, how to do as much as I possibly can. And through what I already know and what I was able to amass through searching of how to be a good mother. It's difficult, uh, Brother Ali, being a single parent and you don't have any real examples of what uh, parental responsibility joint with a father and mother, it's very difficult to uh, to to work with that, and so it shows me. I'm glad we had this discussion because your parents were there, and as long as your parents were there, you were whole. You were whole. You were whole and complete. And I did not have that. I did not have that coming up. And I can remember when my mother was crying right after my father died. And she was crying so profusely. I said, Mom, what is going on? She said, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I put my hands on her. I said, Mama, you got to put your hands in God's hands. He'll guide us. And she stopped crying. My mother stopped crying and she looked at me. And she said, where did that come from? Where did that come from? So even as a child, my mother knew that I had certain qualities. 
And I took on a position, even though I was a girl, like I was her protector, my daddy, the position that I took. Isn't that crazy? That's not crazy. But <laughs> what else could I do? My mom was missing something, I, and I put myself in the position to do that. And so it took quite a few years, oh, what, 60, 70 years, for me to be able to come and find now uh, someone to teach me to the legacy, somebody to explain some of these things. And and that's when uh, Father Moon passed, and then I was able to connect with Mother Moon. And and to me, that's part of this messianic messianic mission. And part of the mission that I see even with the female solutions, when you know that we may have different languages, but honey child, there's some things that we have got to recognize, that we got to make a connection. Because we all want that family. We all want to be one. We all want that unity. Even though we speak yeah. in different languages, we got to recognize that there's a language of the heart, which is something yeah. that we must learn how to connect with. Now, people are, are, are captured by so afraid, fear of losing their religion, fear of losing their security, fear of this, you know, and it's incredible. I mean, inside, you know, there's something wrong, but you can't change it. Inside, there's something telling me, you know, nudging them to, to get a little open up my your mind, you know, look at this. But fear of losing their religion. Mm-hmm. You know, and add to this, you know, all this propaganda about brainwashing and something like that. It just Satan has many ways of blocking people coming to God. And one thing he does, Satan wants to block our dreams. Yeah. Block our dreams. That's right. Yeah. He just want to keep it there for himself. And those are the gold carrots, the carrots that keep us moving. Like I said, uh, your book was very inspiring for me, and I'm looking forward to, to speaking to you again. Uh, do we have? You know, <laughs> if I can just say one thing, um, I well, when I can, you know, God also, like I said, God doesn't work at random. God prepares. God is the number one salesman and number one person. He knows you. He knows your weakness. He knows everything. So often people seem to confine God in any world. When he's after you, when he claims you, nothing gonna stop it. What about even even how simple you are once he claims you? You are there. He's not gonna give up. I mean, when I look at my life, I was a religious person. I was the worst, simple God. Hmm. I was, I can't see any God. I mean, I love God to my heart, very, but I never prayed. I never went to work. I never did this, but I love people. Hmm. That's it. I, I, I never had any enemies. That's it. Hmm. But despite my sin, God shows me that he was training me from seven years old all the way from birth, actually. He 
know what I was born, born three months later, he declared me dead. And by this time, my uncle Sayyid to dig a grave. And when he came back, he was shot. Instead of finding people crying and doing a crazy stuff, people are laughing like it's a party and they are um, chuggling, smiling. I was almost buried alive. What do you say? What? I missed yeah, that. I missed yeah, that part. Of, that's one of the miracles, that's a sign of the miracle that this baby is special. You know? I was very Accept that, receive that, life. receive that. You are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's crazy. You know, because at that time, we didn't have doctors. Uh, I was sick for, for, a few, uh, for a few weeks, and for some reason, they thought I could see them. They're only going to get close to my face to see any air. There's nothing. The baby air is like a angular or whatever. Mm. So he thought I'm not I'm, I'm done. I'm gone. Mm. Yeah. Really one of, one of, uh, well I tell you that that's quite that's that's another story. Yeah, it, another walk, it's, it's another walk. Well like I said, we're gonna be getting back to that and and into and, and those stories because each one of those stories and each one of the chapters out of there are very pertinent and and for anyone who is striving to uh, make changes and understanding that we're living in a very special time, a very special time that you can live what your heart is speaking and your dreams are real and can come true. I believe that. I'm old school. I'm just coming back, but I'm getting, let me tell you this, Ali. When I started reading the book and I started realizing all the dreams I had when I was a kid, I was going to be a millionaire, I was going to marry a millionaire, and, and, uh, oh, I was going to be a Hollywood star, just all all what famous was about. And I thought that was the route, and and I I would fault myself because I didn't make that. But now I'm beginning to understand that joy and peace and love and contentment was what I've always been seeking. And when you look at the Hollywood and you look at the famous people, you look at wealth as them. You look at uh, beauty as they gave it to. And I'm beginning to understand that in this life, whatever God gives to you, it will always stay fresh. Well, Sister Joy, keep reading that book because there's a lot of amazing stuff in it. Yes, it you know, is. Uh, there's a lot of times when God will, will send you to hell. There are times when you find yourself, you almost, you're done. You know, there's no other, like, we live in the dark. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, you think lost. Sometimes you go through a hard time, you rise and down. Many times I question, I wish I never left my home. Mm-hmm. Many, three or four times. You know, I, I find myself in a miserable small room, six 
fine. I pay my rent. What What is the purpose of living in Europe? Why did I leave my country? Why did I leave my farm? But, you know, I'm Muslim. But God will raise me up. Another door open up. And I'm telling you, I'm, I'm changed from revolution to revolution. <laughs> I went to uh, Iran in a revolution happened. I came back to London and went to Saudi Arabia, then another revolution happened. It's almost like I'm changed. You know, with this thing. Then the war between Iran and Iraq started. Two Islamic countries killing each other in the name of the same God. <laughs> then Islamic religion stopped there. Islam has nothing to offer for the Christianity or any other world. You know? Two brothers killing each other. Two million young people died in that place. Something. So God taught me the hard way. Look at this. Look at this. Then uh, another book that came. When I was writing my book, it's amazing how God teaches you. But you need something. In your, God knows exactly what he needed at that chapter. Then suddenly somebody gave me a book. Like a gift. And the uh, book about Islam, it's, uh, I have it here, where is it? You know, she, yeah, she taught me amazing thing about Islam. Mm-hmm. And how extremists try to twist the Bible, yeah, and make it their own, and take their, their way. Uh, yeah, I wish I had a Bible. Maybe that's all. We have yeah. another time. I'm 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 yeah, looking yeah. forward to you speaking again. That's amazing. So when nine one one happened, then I got the call. Now, right now, push all the screens and rush. So nine eleven, nine eleven, nine eleven for the twin towers. You know, honor thy God. The first book that I wrote. Honor thy God. That's the first book. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and, Really and then that's something that you bring up. Uh, oh, here all three of your books here. When uh, 9-11 came, you know, we've got about five more minutes. Uh, any uh, any callers you want to, I see your hand up, you uh, desire to say something? Uh, 0024, did you get have any idea? Is that 576 Okay. All righty. Well, you know, 9-11, I was at work on that day. They said next Saturday we'll continue the conversation. Grand Rising, Mama Joy, Ali, my job. Thank you for bringing this part of the world and some of your family history to us. It's for Deborah Spitz. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. You know, the world is so small. And, you know, that's part of the prophecy, too, Ali, and that is the coming together of the East and the West. And when uh, Kufi, Brother Kufi said earlier, he said, you know, it was once we once all connected, and that is true. We all were connected. So um, we all are one, and the one is coming back together again. I'm going to tell a quick story like my brother Kufi. Uh, we knew my wife and I when she was pregnant about three months before our daughter was born, and we were trying to figure out what name should we give her. So my wife went to the library and brought a stack of books from 
different nationalities, different things, and we writing names and what they mean. And we were there for more like after dinner from nine o'clock almost to almost three o'clock in the morning and we couldn't come up with a name. And so I looked at my wife and I said, Why don't we be religious people? Let's sit down, let's pray, let's pray and ask God to give us a name. Then we actually prayed. You know, please give us, we know she's gonna be a girl, please help us. Mm. And by that night, three or four hours later, my wife wake up and she starts, wake up, wake up, I got somebody, I got the name. And she said, about four or five women in calling her and said and telling her, Name the baby Alisa, name the baby Alisa, name the baby Alisa. And for me, Alisa sounds really great. So I said, okay, that's it. Uh, my name, Alice, you know, that's a fantastic name. And we're both excited. We knew. And a year later, after Alice was born, I invited the Tunisian to for dinner. And he was so taken by this girl, little girl, playing, so happy. And he said, what's your name, this baby? And I said, and Cindy, my wife, um, Alice. And he said, what? Alice? And I said, I was shocked. Why? Alicia, don't you know who Alicia is? I wasn't, he was a historian. Uh-huh. And I, I'm not, I don't know. Alicia is the queen of cottage, 6,000 years. What? Yeah. You didn't even think they had a history behind but that name. The French, the French changed her name called Queen Dido. But she is the one, the mother of the Carthaginian Empire. Wow. She's the one who put the Romans to their knees for <laughs> destroying you know, you know, 3,000 years ago. Oh. You know, Google that, that. So the queen is the queen of Alicia. So we are actually connected to ancestors. Recently, or back thousands of years, maybe 10,000. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. Well, I tell you, I think that's a beautiful, beautiful way to end our program today with that second generation. You got your legacy yeah. here. And I'm uh, looking girl, at man. your tire. A long ways from where you started. A long way. Oh, my star. Alicia. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> part of your name, too. Look like it's part of his uh, yeah, Alicia. <laughs> That's so wonderful. Well, you know what? I'm so happy that we did have some callers. We had some people to call in. We had some people who uh, joined us on the uh, on the Facebook or uh, what is it, the YouTube. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing from you again. And his well, book is right. And here we see Mother off on the moon uh, running yeah. through the snow. Beautiful picture. I, that is my favorite picture. Really? That's oh, first, I love that picture. First time I've yeah. seen that. First time I've seen that. Oh, yeah. I had first time I've seen well, that one. But it shows you the beauty of couples and beauties of, 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 uh, of the power of parenting and the power of family. Oh, my God, yeah. And uh, I just encourage our listeners to 
uh, encourage you to follow your dreams. And I see that here you are with your wife on your wedding day and the other yeah, couples. My too. wedding day was 75 couples. Imagine two 2,500 jams together in one day. <laughs> I can't hardly imagine that. I've never heard of anything like it's that before. The greatest joy ever. Well, so a lot of celebrations. And here we have in your book again. We our guest here is Brother Ali Mahab, and I uh, said many are called, but few are chosen. But we did it today, and I I say that you're on one of the chosen chosen media here on the Indian Solution. Oh my God! Without without you, I would be here. And if I wasn't for my CEO, Mr. Naima Latif. On manifesting her dream, persevering and keeping it going. Yes, Naimility. And uh, so thank you so very much. And I'm going to be closing out. And do you have any last words that you want to share with us? So, you have any words for us? Well, if you have, never give up on your passion, keep going. There is a calling inside you telling you, telling you things. Don't ever shut that voice inside because my whole study is involved about the inner voice. You know, listen to that voice and make difference what's the good word, good voice and the bad voice. The good voice always telling you good things and asking you to do this in favor, do this one. So keep listening to that inner voice. Gonna tell you something. Watch out for the dream. But somebody's gonna come and tell you something. Well, thank uh, you. <laughs> thank you for your message. The word yeah. chosen. Uh, I tell you, a chosen generation for a chosen new Masonic era. I love it. I love it. I love it. So God bless thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us. And today, the East met the West. <laughs> Here on the female solution. So thank you. Walk in your authority and, and remember that you were born to be divine. Okay? Until next thank you, Saturday. Thank you. God bless you. Okay. Good. Thank you. All right, Reverend John. Looking forward to see you again. Absolutely. We're going to make a date. <laughs> thank you for joining us. I'm a joy here today on Walking the Authority. We'll see you second Saturday next month. God bless. Okay, I don't know what I did. Oh, we have a comment for a comment. Yeah, oh, I was kind of late getting this. Oh, yeah, and next Saturday we'll continue this conversation of self-love and travel with more around with Deborah. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week, Deborah. It's finished. It's finished. I know. I'm trying. I got it off. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to get out of here now. Okay, wonderful. Did you see that, uh, the scenery that I put up here? Of course I saw them. How could I not see them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>